Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast, Thursday, 23rd of November, and quite a bit to get through today. This general advice only, if it's advice at all. Don't confuse it with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. You know the game. Right, Wall Street going into its Thanksgiving holiday, closed tonight, half day on Friday. It has been a quiet week, trading in a narrow range. Volatility's been dropping. The VIX volatility, actually, is down from 20 to 12 point something now. So they call it the fear index. It should also be called the complacency index. We are heading towards complacency once again. Or maybe they should call it the fear and greed index, heading towards greed. We've had a good rally. Our market now up 3.97% from the bottom as we come off a little bit today. We're down 0.45%. Our market's down 32 points. The futures were down 12 points this morning on the back of Wall Street. Obviously, I'm becoming a news reader now. Dow up 185, NASDAQ up 0.46, S&P up 0.41. And as you probably know, NVIDIA was the stock du jour with its results. It fell 2.5%. The results were good. And when a share price has risen 28% in a month ahead of results, results need to be good to be okay, need to be exceptional to be good. And thank goodness the results just weren't okay because that would be bad. They were good results. Consequently, share price reaction is okay. But share price down 2.5%. Have a look at the chart in my section. Looks like NVIDIA's topped a little bit. Does tend to sort of prod you to do some selling. But I think some selling ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday after such a good run in the markets was inevitable. The Nasdaq's been up 11.54% from the bottom. So not too fussed by a little bit of selling ahead of the holiday. And we're certainly seeing that today. And almost everything's down across the board and not by a lot either. Boring sectors like consumer staples and Telstra about the only stocks that are higher today. But there are all sorts of messages today. We better get through those. The first one, let me give you, is if you haven't seen it, you need to have a look at Michelle Bullock's speech last night. Clearly, Australia is, in her eyes, treading its own path on inflation. So just because the Fed appear to have stopped raising rates doesn't mean we have. Whereas the US has a 40% chance of a rate cut next March, we have a 40% chance of a rate hike next March. And our bond yields seem to be in the short term, certainly overnight, bottoming a little bit Ah, 10-year bond yields rose six basis points the 10-year and 10 basis points the two-year overnight on the back of Michelle Bullock's speech. And what she's talked about, you can read it all in my section. I won't run through it all in detail. But she is pointing out that it took nine months for inflation to fall from 8% to 5.5%. And that is as all the post-pandemic and supply chain and oil price factors reversed. But she says from now on, we have our own homegrown demand-driven inflation issues. And she blames it on hairdressers, dentists, dining out, sporting and other recreational activities. In other words, services, labour-intensive services are feeding Australian inflation. And that's because of higher wages, higher rents and higher insurance costs being fed through to higher prices. And she says that whilst it takes eight months or took, sorry, nine months 
for the external factors, the supply side issues, supply chain issues, oil price, pandemic issues. It took nine months for those to come out of the inflation equation. She says it will take another two years for inflation to fall that much again and to move below 3%. In other words, don't expect your mortgage rates to come down for two years. Thank you very much, Michelle the Hawk Bullock. We have our own inflation problems. No rate cuts here then. We are on a different path to the Fed. Next Fed meetings on December 13th, 5% chance of a rate rise, 0% chance yesterday. But the next RBA meeting is December the 5th. Again, only 5% chance of a rate rise, but we have a 40% chance of a rate rise by March next year. So hawkish Australia. She also was a bit critical of the Albanese treasurer for deflecting all the criticism over mortgage pain, blaming it on international factors. She says, no, it's Australian factors. Anyway, there we go. Another issue today, we are adding Karoon Energy to the ideas portfolio on the open today. All the reasons are in my section today. They've just made a investment in the Hudat project in the Gulf of Mexico and raised $480 million to pay for it, buying a 30% stake. And that has cratered the share price. It's off from a high of $2.70 down to it got below $2, just bouncing off the bottom. All sorts of reasons to be looking to buy it. This is a trade, not an investment. It's just had a technical buy signal. Henry likes it. He already holds it. Brokers love it. The average target price is 39% above the current share price on a P of only five times. The long-term share price trend is solid. The sector's in a sentiment hole. The oil price has dropped from $93 to $82. And even though the oil price dropped 5% at one point overnight on a delay in the OPEC meeting because they can't apparently agree production cuts, that, I think, could be the peak sentiment hole for the sector. And Karoon is one of the best oil price plays. It's just bounced off support. So adding it to the ideas portfolio charts and numbers in my section. The other thing we're doing today, we have after debating it for some period of time and nervously not buying it because there aren't any fundamentals at this point in time, we are buying Paladin in the Marcus Today long-term growth portfolio, just a small holding. It is a play on the global nuclear renaissance having legs, hoping that theme will run. The uranium price, having had an initial run this year, settled back but is heading up again up eight and a half percent overnight over eighty dollars per pound the first time in 15 years paladin's the obvious play see the numbers lots of other stuff in our section let's hope the uranium boom has legs lots of other stuff in my section today bhp we hold it in the bhp one stock portfolio now of course overbought on rsi on a daily basis has broken the downtrend not selling it even though it's overbought not complaining lithium stocks down again overseas last night. I've got charts of Pilbara Minerals, mineral resources in my section. Not buying those trends yet. Mineral resources had a bit of a rally with the other iron ore stocks recently, but there's nothing material in the bottoming. Strategy portfolio, no change. Happy the rally has held up nicely going to the US holiday. There was a profit to be taken there for everybody in all markets, but no one seems to have taken it. That feeds the idea that this rally has integrity. 
The strategy portfolio now up 4.3% since we bought back in three weeks ago. And that was after we'd spent 120 days in cash. That portfolio absolutely kicking it out of the park. Or is it hitting it out of the park this year? Up over 20% against a market that's up about 1%. What else? I've got some numbers on Novo Nordisk, which of course produces these revolutionary diabetes and weight loss drugs. They can't keep up with demand. They've actually advised no new patients be started on their diabetes drugs until at least the second quarter of next year with current supplies prioritized for existing patients. This is a Denmark company based in Copenhagen. Return on equity 86%, revenue growth 30%, earnings growth 50%, PE 38 times. As I point out, it makes some other stocks that have no earnings or even some of the established big tech companies that do have earnings makes them all look very expensive relative to Novo Nordisk. Anyway, a bit of that in my section today. That's about that. Main messages were buying Paladin in the long-term growth portfolio as an option on the global nuclear renaissance, buying Karoon for a trade, wondering what to do if interest rates aren't going to drop in Australia, even if they do in the US. And that's that. I saw Robbie Williams last night. I won't ruin it for people going tonight, but there is one song that goes absolutely off. We had backstage passes, stood about 10 metres away from him during the concert. Absolutely brilliant. In the mosh pit. Emma refuses to go into a mosh pit ever again. Too small. Need to be tall. Anyway, thank you, Robbie. And for those of you going tonight, you will have a good night. That's it. I'm afraid there is no end of day podcast from me today. See if I can get one of my colleagues to do it. Henry, still in the UK, will be fully in operation when he returns. You have a good day. Looks like a quiet one. Thank you.